my lovely ladies. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. You know, for the middle of February up in the Northeast, she's okay. Yeah. She's doing what she can to survive, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yep. And I've got one of those sunlights on me uh, right now. Thank God for that. To mimic Gorgeous. Sun. <laughs> it looks like she, the light is so bright, it looks like she's in an interrogation room. I love that. And she's gorgeous. She's absolutely glowing. Yeah, she's not. She, Are you getting out and walking and moving your legs? You know, that sort nah, of thing? Nah. <laughs> I mean, when it's eight degrees outside. Yeah, there's not much you can do. You can get dressed up and get warm, but it just, it burns, uh-huh. the cold burns the lungs. And yeah, that's so true. That's my excuse. Take a hundred <laughs> laps around the studio apartment. I, sh- I think I will. Just start, just start running. Just start. Dante like will that. lose his mind. He'll be like, what the actual fuck is going on? True. Be like, I mean, eventually he'll just start doing it too. Moving with her. True, true. true. Joining. True. Yeah. Uh, everyone's getting their physical activity in, you know? We hope so. How are you guys? I'm a little mad at my cat right now. Oh, Holly? Yeah, she won't come to me. Uh, Where is I she? need a good snuggle. I'm like, are you having a laugh? Because I'm trying to get cuddly. <laughs> yeah. Holly. Let her come to you. Uh, Play hard to get. Yeah. I, That's I'm, Holly I, for you. You know what? I am really, de- I'm desperate right now. That's what it is. She feels the desperation. That's and she's like, oh my God, I'm not attracted to it. Yeah. That's the thing with like, cats is like, they want you when you don't want them. Right. They're like, look, look I'm not into this. Type cats and fuck boys. Excuse so my friend. So true. And honestly, Poppy as well. She is a total <laughs> asshole. I love her more than anything, but she's such a jerk. She's so rude. It's just not fair. It's like giving me trauma response, you know? Yeah. yeah. I understand. <laughs> and I feel rejected. I don't need the extra therapy. No. no from we this. We don't. And she's doing all the most. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to do? Uh, I don't know. Pray for me. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers, babe. That's all I have because I can't fix Holly. She's who she is, you know? Always. Angus and I are in a fight as well because he caused <gasps> a whole scene today. There was a a guy coming to, like, look at this spot in the floor. Like, the house has original wood floor, so obviously there are spots that are, like, starting to wear because it was built in, like, 1920 <laughs> or something. So mm. we had a repair guy come, and, like, Angus ran in the house with fucking muddy feet, and it was, honest to God, drama. And the, he's jumping on the repair man. It's just, like... Oh, no. Yeah. Chaos, pure chaos. So that's one thing you don't like to see, you know, no. when you're no. a guest in the home. No. Mm-hmm. And you got a wet be, dog. I know. And I had to be like apologizing to this man. And Angus is all over the white rug. And it's just. It's a lot. It is. But we're recovering and we're making it through. And we're about to have so much fun. Yeah. Speaking of fun. Let me tell you what. Emily is about to get some tattoos tonight. Oh, yeah. You know Uh why? She's got, well, not just her. We have two 
new patrons. Count that two of them, baby. I can't believe it. Oh, my gosh. We have, I can't believe it. I, I can't either. We have the lovely Jesse. Jesse. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, Jesse. Thank you Hi, so Jessie. much. You know where Jesse's at? Tell us. She's on my crown. <gasps> She's on your crown. Yeah, right here. Did, right oh at the my crown. Gosh. That's a great spot for a tattoo. Right where the hairline wow. is. Love it. It's a precious that's, spot, but that's where Jesse yeah. is like in a oh. rainbow. Mm-hmm. That is truly like, uh, wow, no words. Yeah, Times the Roman no words. too. That's also like the look that all the rappers have these days are like a hairline tattoo. And yeah. so I think <laughs> that's very cool of you. On trend. Very. And next up we have, now my apologies if I mispronounce this gorgeous name. So if I do, please call me out. Send me a DM and say, sis, get it together. Mm-hmm. I believe it's Chapel, although uh-huh. it could be Chappelle. Pretty. You tell me. Either way, gorgeous. We love, love you. Love you. And Chapel. You are, I did something different with this one, all right? Okay. You know, I was like, what feels right? What feels in the moment? Chapel above my eyebrow. Oh, my God. Mm. This woman is doing face territory today. I really am because that's where I'm at right now in my life. I love that. The close to Jessie. Yeah. Wow. Love it. She's running out of space, y'all. When she gets to the face, you know, she's she's running out. Skin do I have left? <sighs> we don't know. Plenty. <laughs> well, thank you to our new patrons. We love you thank endlessly. You. Um, for anyone who's interested in becoming a patron, get on there. Find us. You know, we have fun. We're also going to be doing another Zoom hangout soon. Date to be determined. So see what see what happens. You know, but the girls have fun. All right. We do. I think it's time to get into it, yeah? Yeah. I'd say so, yeah. All right. We're the Golden Ghouls, Alyssa. Kylie. Emily. And it's time to get spooky. (laughs) Love that for us. We're talking something crazy today. Something a little wild. We're talking haunted casinos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. What do you know about that? Are you guys gamblers? Oh, hate it. Same. Hate it. I don't uh I don't have any play money to gamble uh. with. So, you know, I just I can't risk it. I I don't understand how people even go in and are like, "Here's $10. Listen, here's the one time I gave any right. money to a casino. It was the first time I'd ever been to a casino because they're not legal in Texas, the great state, as you guys know. I was in New Orleans, obviously. We went to Harris, and it was my fucking birthday, mind you. Okay. (laughs) And what did I do? I put in one dollar, right? I lost as one does. I lost 40 cents, and I was immediately like, I am done. I don't want to do this anymore. How do I cash out and get my 60 cents? And Steve was like, you can't have your 60 cents back. You have to win at least $10 to get your money back. And I was like, oh, what kind Thieves. of scheme are they running here? Oh, wait, it's a casino. 
it's just foolish, you know? Like I yeah. get mm-hmm. I get back, you know, if you're if you're trying to make a lot off a little bit and that's and it's your last opportunity. Yeah. You know, like okay. But like where's the fun in in doing that? I don't like, know. Who sits there sure. and they're just like dollars just tossing dollars Thousands to the trash of people. Can. I don't know. Thousands of people. I don't like to lose money. I don't even either. if it's a dollar. I don't and the like game it. is anxiety inducing. Like there mm-hmm. goes my cash. Yeah. 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 I would have rather given that dollar to someone who needed it. But here I was thinking, maybe I'll get a few extra buckaroonies. And it was like a Candy Crush style game. So there was like, in my mind, I said, I'm going to win. I love Candy Crush. It was clearly built to fool me. They always are. Yeah. So, although I will say, one time I was on a flight. And I heard... I don't remember if it was the flight attendant or the guest who said it, but the flight attendant and this guest were having a chat and they were talking about gambling at the casino in New Orleans. And I was like, listening in, someone had just won a bunch of money. I'm trying to find out the facts and figures. I want to know what's happened. And this person says, here's a hot tip. The like slot machines and things like that closest to the bathroom are usually like the least used. So normally Mm. they have like the most like jackpot left or whatever because hardly anyone uses them, I guess. Mm. So I don't know if that's true, but that's what I heard. And again, rumor has it, folks. I don't know the language, babes. I don't know, but what I heard was you're you're more likely to win on those games that are like nearest the bathroom because people like don't typically sit at those. Or you could play it Florida grandma style and just, you know, hawk out the ones that have been sat at for a long time and then they just get up and bounce. That too. And then Florida, Florida grandmas swoop in and win the big bucks <laughs> with their visors. Go off, Queens. Happens every day. All the time. I will say I like the look of a casino. Like, it looks fun. They usually mm-hmm. have a crazy carpet that I'm like, yep. okay. They do that on purpose. Lights, camera, action, baby. But no, it's not for Oxygen. me. Oxygen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, none of it's for me. No, they're like, we have free drinks. I'm like, babe, I don't drink. Do you have a lemonade? So. You know which casinos are for us, what? though? What? The haunted one. True, Good true. Call. Oh, just before before I dive in, I wanted to say, I don't know if anyone caught this in last week's episode or if I'm totally crazy. There are two, I'm positive EVPs at this point. I'm like convinced. So, Listen around the 1605 mark and the 1726 mark and let me know what you guys think. Holler at your girl because I'm convinced. I did hear the first one and I was like a little bit taken aback. And it was bizarre because we've never had anything like that happen, but we were interviewing our new friend Cynthia and she said she catches EVPs pretty often when she's recording and then I'm listening just to like, I normally don't listen to the whole episode all the way through, but this one I was like so excited. I wanted to like hear it back. And I was like, what was that? Because it's two voices that are clearly not us. So it's 
really bizarre. But let's get into those casinos, baby. Okay. Yes. Uh, I can kick it off. How's that Why sound? Not? Kick it off, babe. All right. While I'm in the mood, you know, in the mood to chat it up. All right. We're going to Las Vegas, baby. What a surprise. <laughs> We're going to the Tropicana. I feel like that is like quintessential casino, no? Yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Stayed yeah. there for a bachelorette <gasps> party. Oh, and did anything happen? No, it definitely has the eerie vibe. It could be because it's old yeah. and there's like, you know, fluorescent lights in the hallway yeah. and the smell of cigars, but... I could see it being haunted for sure. Wow. Well, I'm going to tell you of the stories, and then I want to see if any of these kind of things happen to you. Maybe you didn't think about it in the moment, but now you're looking back and you're like, Mm. okay. Good point. Mm. So picture this. It's 1955, and this guy named Ben Jaffe, he finds himself in Vegas, and he buys a 40-acre plot of land at the corner of Las Vegas Boulevard and Bond Road, which is now appropriately named Tropicana Avenue. That's how iconic (laughs) this place is. They changed the street name. So Mr. Jaffe aimed to build the finest hotel in Las Vegas, as I think everyone goes out to do when they're they're building something. They want it to to be the biggest and the best. But his idea is for it to have a Cuban ambiance. Cuban. Okay. Okay. So he's got a look in mind. And there are going to be themed rooms for the guests to choose from, including French Provincial, Far East, Italian Renaissance, and Drexel. I don't know what Drexel is. I Googled it. All I could find was a university. So if anyone knows, <laughs> tell me, please. I'm pretty I was... sure. Oh, no. Keep going. No. We don't know. Do I don't know, know Drexel, but I know no. that like the Cuban thing, wasn't it like real? That was really popular in the 50s. That was definitely that was, like, a whole vibe. Thing. Yes. A look. Absolutely. The music, everything. They were like really yes. into it. It was the trend. Yeah. So... Mr. Jaffe, he was in on that. Ooh la la, you've got options. So the hotel finally opened in April of 1957, attracting well-known performers and acts right off the bat. We're talking Eddie Fisher, Kathy Crosby, Carol Channing, Elaine Dunn. Wow. Yes, uh, just to name a few. And then- These are stars. Stars, honestly, (laughs) stars of the time. Some of these people, I was like- I don't know these names. Maybe Emily will. But then I look them up and I'm like, oh, no. They were like the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. It was also the setting for movies and television, including Viva Las Vegas, a classic, The Godfather, (gasps) Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, what? (laughs) The Charlie's Angels TV series from like 1978 and many more. So, honestly, iconic moments at this hotel. Very cool. But there was a darker side. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So, over the years, some of the higher-ups at the hotel and casino were linked to organized crime, which we know was very common in Vegas. I'm sure still is. They have a whole mob museum. 
you know? It's like ingrained in the culture. I think we probably talked about that in the Vegas episode, Mm -hmm. which was many moons ago. But anyway, so this is the dark side of the casino world. So the first incident was discovered only a month after opening. The gaming control board was like, something's fishy with this casino. And they ended up finding a note bearing the Tropicana earnings figure in the possession of mobster Frank Costello. And they're like, hmm, what are you doing with this if you're not doing shady business, Mr. Costello? Good question. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there were other events here and there. And then in 1978, the Tropicana became the target of a mob skimming operation. So Joe Agosto, who was the owner of the casino's Follies Berger show, oversaw the siphoning of money from the cashier cage to the Kansas City crime family. Oh. Like, he had no shame in his game. He was just siphoning that money right off. Bada bing, bada boom, you know? This bada bing, bada boom, babe. He said, ring me up, you know? <laughs> cash <laughs> me, me out. Cash. cash him out. Yes, exactly. So his scheme was exposed in 1979 by an FBI investigation into hidden mob interests in Las Vegas casinos, and they busted a lot of people. So the casino ended up facing um, their gaming licenses being revoked because Augusto had been managing the casino without a license to even do so. Uh, That's very silly. Yeah, right? Like, why? Why? Why would we let this happen? But the casino has changed hands throughout the years. It's going through, like, a big purchase right now. Bally's just purchased it. So it's oh. she's she's changed hands a million times, but she's still one of the big ones there. She's got like sixteen hundred rooms or something. So she's a big boy. She she's a big she's a big boy. Um, I also read just a fun fact that this intersection has the like highest concentration of hotel rooms. It's apparently crazy. So oh. like in the world. Hmm. You know what? It didn't specify, but Uh-oh. apparently it's that area is like also so busy that that they have to have like one of the walkways that's over the road versus like people yeah. walking across a cross- mm, crosswalk. Right. So mm-hmm. she she's a big intersection. But, you know, obviously it's changed hands a million times. It's been around since 55. So there have been tons of renovations. We know that stirs up activity mm-hmm. and the mob ties. So it's no surprise that this has been deemed one of the most haunted casinos in the whole damn world. Can you believe? I can believe it. I want to go back. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, ghoul's trip. You know, I've Let's never been it. to Vegas. Oh. Us going to Vegas and doing some investigations would be so fun. Oh, my God. Actually, we yeah, would... we would have fun. Oh, we'd have probably too much fun. Uh, but we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So many of the stories, hotels, uh, many of the stories of the haunted reputation stem from this item that used to be in the hotel lobby. And people are still talking about it. So 
there used to be this large hand-carved tiki mask in the entry. Was he there when you went, Kylie? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, that's Vegas for you, baby. <laughs> what happens there stays there, as they say. It really does. So a lot of guests took notice of this mask. First of all, because he was very large and, you know, it's the first thing they saw. So how could they not? Uh, they would take photos next to it. Some people would touch it because it was supposed to represent money and good luck. But it's said that a lot of these people who had the misfortune of coming into direct contact with this tiki face developed a strange skin rash that was purple in color and entirely unexplainable. So they'd go get it checked out and the doctor would be like, can't tell you, babe. Of course. Uh, yeah. Interesting. You can never tell me, can you? No, they never know. You never know. <laughs> purple <laughs> rash. A purple rash, yeah. But wait Sounds for like it. a strain. <gasps> Ugh. <laughs> so. Of of weed. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's real sticky, that one. <laughs> so. Guests who took pictures of the mask would often see this eerie purplish fog that engulfed it, distorting its view in the photo, but they didn't see it when they were actually taking the picture originally. What's the purple thing? You know, what's, what's that? the purple? What's going on? It's their rash coming. Yes. Oh, my God. It's like it's an, the a rash. bad omen. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. So because of the many reports of strange occurrences revolving around this mask, they eventually removed it. But people are still talking. Let me tell you. Very sus. V sus. It's like, where's the tiki mask now? We want to know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they I should definitely bring it back because I feel like the business would be booming. You know, I think like so too. cage that mask. We Maybe Bally's will do that. I'll yeah. come to see the mask. You know who I bet has it? Zach. Yep, Zach Bagans. Zach fucking Bagans <laughs> has that mask. I would not be surprised. So another popular story that people just have told over and over again since it happened is actually one guest's personal experience that was like so haunting that people have been shook. So there was this woman who had booked a stay at the Tropicana with two friends, and they were staying on the 64th floor. 64th floor. Jiminy no. Kyle. She's a big, she's a big Don't girl. do that. She's a big boy. Me. Yes. So they also had another friend who was, like, on this trip with them, but they were staying at a nearby hotel. This will come into play later on. So the friends staying with her were to be flying back home the day before she had planned to leave. So her plan was to catch the flight back home with the other friend in the nearby hotel the following day. They had it all worked out. They're planners. So things were normal until the final night. So her two friends had caught their flight back home. And this gal who was staying at the Tropicana was spending her one and only night alone in the hotel before checking out the next day. She was super tired, but she was, like, not able to fall asleep. 
because she had the feeling that someone was watching her. Not good. And she was she was up for hours. But she kept telling herself she was the only person in the room. She still couldn't shake the feeling. So she finally managed to fall asleep. But she awoke in the middle of the night to see a man standing right next to her facing the oh wall God. with his back to the bed. Uh-uh. Yeah. So... She naturally freaked out. She shouted at this figure, and he began to slowly turn around as if he was going to face her. In a panic, she reached for the lamp on the bedside table, which, honestly, this girl is acting fast, screaming at this man, grabbing a lamp. I probably would have been in shock. I would have just sat there. This man would have had all the time he needed to explore my luggage. Oh, yeah. My toiletries. I would have, like, hidden under the blanket. Honestly. What what else? I don't know. Who knows? Fight or flight, babe. Well, she's got the fight. So she grabs a lamp and she, like, manages to actually turn it on. And the moment the light comes on, the figure is gone. Of course he is. So Coward. She jumps out of bed, obviously, turns on all the lights. She's checking around, making sure like she hasn't lost her mind. There's truly nobody else in this room. She opened the drapes and sat in the chair by the window for the rest of the night, just like fucking sitting there on patrol. I don't blame her. So after a while, she she'd just been really thinking about it. And she was like, what was this man doing? And then she realizes that this ghost was legitimately just staring into the mirror on that wall. Like, what? What? Spooky. Maybe it was a portal. I don't know. Hmm. Mirrors have been said to be portals of sorts. True. So hmm. Early that morning, she obviously, like, wants to get out of that room as soon as she can. She went into the hallway, and on her way downstairs, she saw a cleaning crew member. And she couldn't help but tell them what had happened in the room. Because how do you not tell the first person you see, like, there was a man in my room last night? (laughs) Right. Um, And the cleaning crew member asked if it was the man in the hallway, as if, like, this was a common occurrence. You're like, what man in the hallway? Elaborate. Yeah, and she's like, no, the man in my room. And the cleaning crew member was like, oh, like trying to kind of backtrack and be like, oh, no, I didn't I didn't say anything about a man. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So this cleaning crew member was like, hey, talk to the front desk. They'll make it right. Which they did. They huh, <laughs> offered to comp another night in the hotel. Not even a different room, though. I just said, yeah, you, you can stay another night. So, that seems safe. Uh, right? So she obviously had no intention of staying in an, another night, but her friend who is staying in the hotel nearby um, was running late, and they weren't going to catch the flight home, so she offered him the comped room, which he accepted mm. gladly because, you know, free hotel room, you know, it works out for him. So she went straight to the airport. She wasn't fucking around anymore. And after her friend stayed there for the night, she asked how he slept. And he said that weird things happened all night and he didn't sleep a wink. Oh, my God. Mm. Yeah. So. Hate that. 
Uh uh-uh. uh. The specific room, I couldn't find anything on which room number that was, but all I know is 64th floor. And then I started going on TripAdvisor, and tons of people have had experiences in their rooms on the casino floor. So, whew. Um, we gotta go. Yeah, various unexplained events. So, including the feeling of being watched. So, this is not the only person who's experienced that. But one of the ones that creeps me out the most is that people are feeling a warm breath on their face or neck. Ew. Only to find nobody there, which is so gross. Ugh, warm. Um, Do you have an infection? What is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Away. hot, hot breath. They'll hear footsteps when nobody else seems to be around, and items have gone missing only to turn up again in totally random places. So it it begs the question, mm-hmm. is the chance of winning a little money worth the risk of hot ghost breath? No. You guys tell me. No. Never. I agree. <laughs> I, I'm not giving them any money anyway because, you know, you heard my <laughs> traumatic gambling story, but... There you have it, the Tropicana babe. She is spooky. Take me back. Let's stay on the 64th floor. All right. Maybe you won't catch me that high. Uh. (laughs) That is a little high (laughs) for my taste. Yo, I have nightmares about being stuck. I mean, this comes from like 9 11 trauma, 100%. True. You know, but like, there's a fire. Yeah. I have nightmares about being stuck in a high rise and not being able to get down. I understand. Right, we don't talk about that. I don't want to think about that yeah. now. <laughs> now that you've I'm telling that you. said that, I'm like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I can go next. Ooh, yeah, okay. La la. So, South Dakota. We love her. She, we don't talk about her much. We don't, you know? but I'm excited. She, But she deserves some, uh, some, some chatter, some attention. So there is a town in South Dakota called Deadwood. And it's the most haunted place in the state, apparently. And in this Deadwood, South Dakota, lives the Bullock Hotel and Casino. Or we could say Bullock, but I'm going to say Bullock because that's how I pronounce it. It's the oldest hotel in town, has 63 rooms. As I mentioned, a casino, of course, and a restaurant. So very cute. Very cute. There was just an attack on Emily's life. We need to take a moment. <laughs> did you guys, she, did the mics pick up that hiss? She didn't get me, but she's, I was too excited to see her. Oh, there was, there was a hiss, folks. My heart jumped out of my chest. I was terrified. She's scared. Holly needs to take a shot. Holly. She needs to chill. Holly always needs a shot. Send her to the casino for a free drink. Oh, my God. Jesus. Seriously. Seriously. (sighs) All right. We're in South Dakota. Okay. (sighs) So we'll go back in time a little bit. (laughs) She really, it's really scared her. Hopefully, uh, Holly finds this interesting so she can stop attacking her mother. So we're going back in time. So Seth Bullock was a sheriff of Lewis and Clark County, Montana, before deciding to move himself and his partner, Soul Star, and their hardware store to Deadwood, South Dakota, because they heard business was booming. So a classic scenario of the times. 
um, in the late 1800s. So picture in an ox-drawn wagon full of hardware supplies mm. and cooking supplies, chamber pots, Dutch ovens, oh, frying pans. That's a heavy some, wagon. Some mining equipment, just toss that right in. Damn. <laughs> so Seth Bullock, he was... He was known as a rough and tough man that people rightfully feared, but he and his partner, they were extroverts, so they knew how to get the job done. And by that, I mean the night that they arrived in Deadwood, Bullock began to auction equipment from the wagon um, and supplies to the highest bidder. So this is a great PR and marketing plan, you know, get the people excited for the goods. Um, So, you know, talk of the town was, oh, there are these... Two people that are here, they're going to open up a hardwood, uh, hardware store. So Seth purchased a lot on the corner of Main and Wall Street. And in 1896, the hardware store was built and established. Love it. Love hardware. Love it, love it. Oh, my God. In high school, I tried to work at a hardware store, and they like took one <laughs> look at me and were like, all right, give us your resume. We'll call you. <laughs> There was a hardware store in my hometown that, like, a lot of cute little high school girls worked at, so. I thought I'd be a great cashier. Yeah, I, think I you, can't tell you, agree. you where the sledgehammers are, but. Yep, you could learn. Yeah. That exactly. was their loss, babe. I know. You're coachable. That Honestly, absolutely was their runner. loss. <laughs> Rude. Rude as heck. So, the Bullock. So three three years later, it was established. A mysterious fire broke out, uh, but the store hmm. survived. But then another fire no. occurred. Oh, no. I know in 1894. Um, I mean, sorry. Hold on, this math doesn't add up. <laughs> Nineteen. <laughs> We're just gonna say another fire occurred. Yes, exactly. <laughs> But this time, the hardware store was not so lucky. Mm. Mm. So Bullock mm, and yeah. his partner, they were like, you know what? Let's go big or go home to yep. Montana. <laughs> so they decided to go big. They're like, let's build something new. The finest dang hotel this side of the Mississippi. Yes. Which they did. They used native pink and white sandstone from Andrews Quarry in Boulder Canyon. They used red velvet carpeting, ornate woodwork and decor with oak trim, brass chandeliers, and a Steinway grand piano. Okay, so we're we're getting a picture here. Very ornate. Exactly. Exactly. I'm surprised they didn't call it that. (laughs) The Gorgina Grand Hotel and Casino. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Right? I love her. Trademark that. Me too. Mm -hmm. I will. (laughs) She will. My people are working on that. So each floor had um, a bathroom, like a public bathroom, and a library and parlor. Um, and this was located off of a balcony. According to onlyinyourstate.com. Love that one. In nine, right? In 1900, a small, a small building that adjoined the hotel on the south side uh, was purchased by Bullock and was um, turned into the gentleman's bar. So we're, we have a lot of reasons for people to be coming and staying, whether it's, you know, to sleep while they're traveling, to visit the bar, to gamble a little bit, you know. Mm. So sadly, Seth died of cancer. Seth Bullock died of cancer 
on September 23rd, 1919 at his ranch near Belfort, South Dakota. Sorry if I'm botching that pronunciation. I took a peek at the Bullock website, which states some interesting history about gambling. So I'm just going to read straight from the site. I learned a lot. (laughs) So gambling devices have always been part of the unique atmosphere known as Deadwood. The slot machine itself has been a fixture in town from the very beginning. Charles Fay of San Francisco is credited with designing the first slot machine in 1887, two years after the Bullock Hotel was built. It is noted that within weeks of its invention, the first slots were on their way to Deadwood. Deadwood was the first jurisdiction outside of Nevada and Atlantic City in the United States that legalized gambling. That's a fun fact I didn't know, this small town. And they did it in like a unique way for the small community to use legal gambling revenues as a way to maintain local historic qualities. On November 1st, 1989, I was about three months old, uh, legalized gambling was once again alive and well in Deadwood. Since that time, slot machines, poker, and blackjack have been going strong and immediately brought significant new revenues and development to the city of Deadwood. So we love it. They were, you know, they were on the, on the front lines when gambling began with this, one of the first places to have slot machines. All right, let's get back to spooky. (laughs) So over the years, as you probably know by now, the historic Bullock Hotel and Casino has undergone many renovations, uh, basically just to upgrade the hotel with modern amenities. However, they have uh, been very careful to maintain like the historic appearance um, and quality of uh, of the hotel. So it's still looks almost identical as it did when it was first built, which we love. We love to see that. But as Alyssa mentioned earlier, and as we've mentioned many times, we know what happens when renovations go down. The spirits come out to play. Fun fact, the Bullock Hotel was on the TV show Unsolved Mysteries. I haven't watched the episode, but we gotta. So according to legendsofamerica.com, as well as dozens of firsthand reports, Seth Bullock continues to play host uh, at his hotel. So according to staff members and guests, there is a ton of paranormal activity and it just, it doesn't die down. It's, it's hopping with the ghosts. One in uh, particular is Seth Bullock himself. <gasps> wow. So we're, right. <laughs> So reports include feeling a strong paranormal presence inside several rooms in the second and third floor hallways in the restaurant and Seth's cellar. Some people have reported seeing the actual tall, ghostly, handsome figure, if I do say so myself, of Seth Bullock in the restaurant and in the basement, which I assume is Seth's cellar. Unclear. So rumor has it Seth's ghost wants to basically ensure that the staff is working hard and diligently. And the paranormal events tend to increase when staff members are standing around not working or not doing anything. Um, Damn, dude, you died. Work is done. Relax. (laughs) He couldn't separate. Uh, Sometimes they'll, they'll also hear like a whistle or a hum. 
Um, I have to wonder, maybe they just don't notice this paranormal activity when they are busy because they're focusing on working. Maybe it's happening all the time. Who knows? Plates and glasses have been seen shaking and flying across the restaurant. Lights and appliances, such as the showers and the hotel portion, turn on and off by themselves. Items moving about the hotel by themselves. Things misplaced. Um, many ghosts have also reported many guests. Did I just say ghosts? <laughs> I hope the ghosts are the ones reporting the activity. <laughs> Pretty many ghosts have reported guests coming in. <laughs> <laughs> the ghosts are like, this is messed up, man. <laughs> How many times do we have to call? Many guests have reported hearing their own name, their very own name, wow. called out by a male voice when no one is present or... And or they feel a tapping on their shoulder to turn around to nobody. (laughs) Others have heard whistling. So maybe that's similar to the whistling and humming that employees hear in the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And others have reported hearing the sounds of footsteps in the hallways. Again, when nobody is there. So the rooms on the second and third floors are especially spooky uh, re- guests have reported seeing photographs that seem to morph. I would like to see that. I don't know if that means like it looks like their eyes are watching you or if they are like anamorph style. Oh like, my God. oh, this, <laughs> this person is, is now a horse. You know, I would love to see that in real time. Um, alarm clocks that go on and off without being set. I bet that's Seth Bullock being like, wake up. It's got to you know, be. There's work to do. <laughs> The man never sleeps. He never rests. Mm -hmm. He never rests. Televisions that turn on and off by themselves, supposedly when they're unplugged. Shadowy figures seen in the rooms and hallways, and even an antique clock that hasn't functioned in years that chimes by itself. Very spooky. Um, They are, the hotel does offer ghost tours, which is very cute. Love that. Um, there's like a nightly ghost tour and I think it costs $10 for adults, $5 for kids 11 and under. I think that would be worth doing if you live near Deadwood or driving through South Dakota. That's a steal of a deal. Really cool. Um, no news or reports of like the slots doing anything spooky or ghosts helping people win. Yeah, that would be I nice. I think they're, they're like $1 and $5 slots. So it's not like anything crazy, but. Who's to say? Only one way to find out. My question is this, and we've heard this before, but ghosts calling people by name. How do they know my name? How do you know? I appreciate it. You know, because that happened. By my name, because (laughs) that's the, you know, that's my name. Honestly, put some some respect on my name, okay? Uh Uh-huh. But that happened to me at the Menger, and I'm like, how does this bitch... No, my name. Well, I they better know my name. Zoo, oh, I know I you. Have to say, I did not know her. I don't know. If you call me know. anything other than my name, I'm not speaking to you, ghost. We're gonna have problems. Throwing hands. Huh. Here's the thing: I just don't want them knowing my name. You know. Oh, see, I do. <laughs> okay, well, different strokes. <laughs> different strokes. <laughs> Well, let me take us back to Vegas. 
All right. We're yes. hip-hopping and bebopping all over this, this great country. hop on back <laughs> and talk about the great Bollies. Is it Bollies? Bollies? I think it might be Bally's, but Bally's. don't quote me on that. Bally's. Whatever it is. Bally's. You know? Um, this place is haunted. All right. Obviously, because it sits upon the old MGM hotel. Uh, My cat is doing all sorts of things, you guys. Um, She is on (laughs) my bedside table right now. Holly. Holly. She's planning. Maybe she sees a ghost. She's planning her next attack. You are. Get yourself down. (laughs) Right now. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. You've asked to be in some big ass trouble. We're hearing a scolding mm-hmm. live a and live, in the moment. Yeah, you better get down. <laughs> you better do that now. She's not messing around. I'm folks. I'm scared. I don't want to be Holly. I'll say that much right now. <laughs> You's a bad baby. Mm-hmm. She knows better. All right. Sorry, guys. She doesn't like no me. She doesn't like gambling either. She's not good at it. <laughs> So for Hall, yeah. So we're at the MGM. All right, this is back. Okay. We're back in 1971. Okay. Okay. And yeah, a lot of shit went down there. But the MGM was purchased back then, the plot of land, and they built a sprawling hotel and casino. And the name MGM Grand Hotel was based on the 1932 film Grand Hotel. So that's pretty mm. fun and cute, right? Cute. Once it was finished in 1973, they had a grand opening ceremony. Dean Martin hosted. How cute is that? So much fun. Dean Dean Martin was like Vegas homie. You know, he was Mr. Vegas. Vegas icon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. So good times. But just seven years later, y'all, something really tragic would happen. That would make this place a haunted location forever. It was November of 1980. Just a regular day, you guys, at the MGM. Just another day. People just gambling, walking around, saying hi to Madge, (laughs) saying hi to Bob, getting, you know, getting their, their, their shopping in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As one does. Whatever. No one had any idea, y'all. The deli down the hall, located right next to the casino, was about to go up in flames. No. Mm. It did. Mm -hmm. It's always a fire. Right. Deep in the walls of the restaurant, y'all, a spark. Just one, just one little spark. (laughs) That's all it takes. (laughs) Yeah. That's all it takes. And the grand went up, you guys. It was just flammable material at that point. Mm Mm-hmm. The restaurant was soon enveloped in the fire. It traveled about 15 feet per second. Whoa. Yeah. And this fireball erupted. The flames spread out through the casino floor. The ball of fire was so intense that it ended up blowing the windows off the entrance and scorched the nearby parsh cars. Holy cow. Yeah, this thing was insane. The threat was only partially contained once um, the firemen got there. Uh, But there was like a deadlier threat happening on the inside. And that was the smoke that was seeping in through the walls of the resort. 
sketch. It got its way into the elevator shaft, every air duct, every stairwell. It was this toxic black smoke. Like there was no alarm being sent off, so like people Shit. did not have time to get out of there. Yeah. So um, throughout the hotel, there were just dozens of people breathing in these fumes. They were mm. gasping for clean air. There's rumors that some rushed to their balcony and ended up leaping to their death in order to escape from the flames and the fire. Lord. Yeah. Those that went to the stairwells, they were just trapped. They were trapped in poisonous blanket of fumes. Anybody in this stairwell did not survive. So no wonder why you don't want to stay on the top. Exactly, floor. my dude. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So in total, there was like 85 people that lost their lives and over 500 were injured. Only four people died from burns. The rest died from the smoke. Oh, I feel like that's usually how it goes, though, is the smoke inhalation is the real killer. Yeah. So many victims um, in total, there was like like it took like millions of dollars, like 220 million um, to, you know, clean up this disaster. Wow. Yeah. So um, eventually. um. The MGM would reopen and it ran its jubilee at its reopening starting in 1981. And this jubilee show that was like its big thing ran until 2016. So, I mean, MGM had its heyday again, but super crazy, very tragic. In 1986, the resort was sold to Bally. Am I saying this right? I think so. (laughs) Bally Manufacturing, where it was then renamed Bally's. Um, In that same year, a crazy story, a a man placed a pipe bomb inside the sports book section of the resort. Well, that's fresh. (laughs) Demanded $200,000 or he'd detonate the bomb. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Luckily, authorities were able to locate the bomb and detonate it a safe distance away. The bomb, though, was like the amount the the explosion was that of like a fire, a firework. So like crazy. It's messed up. Yeah. The man was found and arrested. So he's not a threat. That's the thing about these people making these threats. I'm like, you always get caught. You never get the money. Right. Stop All of this said, Bali is a haunted, haunted location now because of the tragedy that took place, you guys. Makes sense. There have been so many reports of spectators roaming the resort ever since the 1980 fire. One time a woman called the front desk and she was like freaking out. She said she was she just saw this pair of disembodied feet floating in her room. And they weren't leaving. They were just floating there. Toenails, clips, and everything. No. (laughs) (laughs) Other guests have claimed to see figures (laughs) figures appear and then disappear in an instant in the hallway. Some have seen shadowy figures laying on their beds. There's echoes of patrons who died in their sleep from from the toxic smoke. That's what they say. Mm. 
It's messed Although up. not haunted, some employees refused to take one of the service elevators where several employees died during the flat fire. Um, which I wouldn't either. I don't blame I them. I don't blame them. Yeah. <laughs> there have been several reports of groups of transparent people roaming through the casino for a few seconds and then disappearing. Whoa. Many people believe that some of the ghosts have migrated over to the new MGM Grand in anger for the preventable fire that took their lives. Dang. They traveling. Yeah. So haunted place. And it's Damn. also given me, like, this is very sad. Yeah. But it's given me, like, a great idea for a hotel. Go on. What? And I don't know why I'm just now thinking of this. <laughs> like, somebody should use, like, you know, all their tech techie stuff to make, like, a haunted hotel. Where, I- like, spirits will pop up out of nowhere and, like, scare people while they're having dinner. That you has know? to exist. Love that. Right, it has to, because I would love if I was just sitting at the casino. Then all of a sudden, these transparent people just walk across the room, and I'm, just, you know, like what's it's, up, my dudes? It's giving haunted mansion, right? And that's what I mm, want. True, true. You know, like silly but haunted. Yes. I don't know why this just came to my mind. It'd be Let's great. find out if that exists. I feel like if it doesn't, everyone. Watch out and don't take her idea. Don't. Tell him I got my freaking fists up right now because <laughs> I'm ready to fight you if you take this from Emily. angry. She will beat your butt. I'm not afraid Down. to beat a butt. She isn't. Okay. I've done it before. I'll do it again. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen, sister. Wow. Wow. Well, there you have it. Some haunted casinos. They're great. They're... Something, all right. Who be gambling? Who's going? Let us know. Yeah, Let, who who be gambling? Couldn't be me. Never again. But um, you know, if you do be gambling at a haunted casino, give us a shout at the Golden Goals Podcast at gmail.com and let us know. Mm-hmm. Sound like a plan? Yeah, love that. I love all it. Right. Um, you know, as always, rate, review, subscribe, do the damn thing doing that helps people find our podcast because you know it it just does the algorithms and whatnot don't ask me how that works but it does Um, you (laughs) know part of the system yeah be a part of it okay uh and live laugh love and until next time stay spooky Mm -hmm.